Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dorsey Wright podcast for the week of November 15th, 2021. I'm Jay Greg Nanny, and here joining me this week is Ian Saunders. And it seems this year that everything has been rising and inflation and the fears around inflation are certainly amongst them. And so what we wanted to do today is spend a little bit of time talking about just that, talking about um, some of the inflation numbers that we saw come out recently, um, where, where inflation numbers have changed the most over you know trailing 12 months, over 6%, 6.2%, which is the highest since 1990 that we've seen in the, the CPI numbers that, that have come out. So we'll dig into that, talk a little bit about that, uh, but then also talk about you know what we're seeing on the horizon as it relates to uh, some of the equities that are involved and at the center of uh, rising inflationary fears and and you know basically rising inflation means that that prices are going up and, and prices of goods that that you and I the consumer are consuming are going up prices of the inputs that go into the goods that we do that that we consume are going up um, and, and so you know, we've also seen not only from the the CPI perspective we've seen the stocks uh, seemingly have been able to or the company seemingly have been able to absorb and pass along and in some ways. Um, even more so uh, pass, than pass along, but actually uh, make make profit on um, the spread as they've been rising and increasing prices here recently. We'll dig into a little bit more of that in a minute. Um, but you know, before we get into some of the CPI numbers, you know, it's been interesting. Ian, as we're, we're sitting here, we're, we've been talking about um, things that are rising. You know, equities have continued to rise. A lot of commodity prices have continued to rise, and something that we've seen, you know, continue to rise really over the past number of months that has have been interest rates with the ten-year yield pushing back up. You know, over one six, uh, close to one point six two five. Here recently, very, very close to actually moving back into a positive trend on its point and figure uh, chart. But that has you know, moved re- relatively dramatically in a rather big way over the course of the past few months. It was just back in the summer that we were talking about 10-year yields on, on the um, Treasury side of things being in the 1.1 area. Now we're sitting here talking up around 1.6. So um, you know, that's that certainly does not bode well for uh, bond investors as yields are going to go up, those bond prices are going down, uh, but certainly is in line with what we're seeing uh, across a lot of different areas. You know, some of the CPI numbers, as we mentioned earlier, Ian, uh, you know, up 6.2% here recently. And and you've seen it really, uh, really across the board. It's not one or two areas. It really has been across the board. Absolutely, Jay. And and one of the uh, one of the the bigger increases in price, certainly one of the more publicized increases in prices that we've seen over the past few weeks have been uh, oil prices. I mean, everybody's been noticing going to pumps, having to fill the car up. The price is probably quite quite a bit steeper uh, now as we head here towards the end of the year than, than it was earlier this year. Um, and we've seen that the chart of crude oil. I mean, just looking at the the continuous chart for crude oil, uh, CL forward slash for those that might be following along on the platform, uh, we're, we're seeing that commodity is, is up uh, almost eight percent, over seven and a half percent in the fourth quarter alone. So just since the end of September, um, and, and we've seen that chart rally significantly. It, it Moved up uh, higher back in July to a chart level of 75, uh, pulled back there towards the, as, as we got down there towards the end of August, falling down uh, to, to support at 62. And since then, it's really just stormed higher, reversed back up into a column of X's towards the end of August, continued higher in September and October, um, and has recently topped out at a double top pattern at 84 uh, earlier this month before pulling back actually with market movement last week to a current chart position of 80. So, 
still sitting on a buy signal, still trading in an overall positive trend for that continuous chart of crude. Um, is seeing us a little bit of a slight pullback there. We did get up into this kind of slightly overbought territory from a weekly overbought oversold perspective, uh, but nonetheless, very strong movement for crude oil over the course of the past uh, several weeks. Um, another commodity on the, on the flip side that was also seen an increase in price, a little bit more recent increase in price, um, is one that's typically a little bit more equated to inflation, uh, that being gold. It's typically viewed as more of an inflation hedge, right? When inflation fears might start rising, you might expect the chart of gold to, or the price of gold to move higher. Um, and that really wasn't happening throughout most of this year. Uh, we saw the, the chart of gold, ticker GC forward slash on the platform, uh, begin to pull back there in, in, mid, in the early to mid-summer and June to July, uh, moving all the way down to August to, to fall to a chart level of 1,700. Um, since then, we've seen a little bit of a consolidation, and that actually ended up in some upwards movement over the course of the past couple of weeks, um, just since the end of September. So in, in the fourth quarter timeframe that we're looking at, um, gold has advanced uh, almost 6.5%, so 6.45% there since the end of September. Uh, the chart has, has given now three consecutive buy signals, moved back to a positive trend uh, with movement last month. Um, and has since continued higher rapidly over the course of the past 30 days alone uh, to reach a chart position of 1870. Um, so kind of pushing past several areas of resistance that we saw coming at it over the top uh, throughout that kind of consolidation timeframe. Again, moving into slightly overbought territory, kind of sensing a, a theme beginning to emerge within some of these uh, a rapid increases in pricing leading to slightly overbought positioning, but uh, nonetheless, real strong performance from gold, real consistent looking chart uh, for that uh, for that particular chart over the course of the past uh, couple weeks here. Um, and then another another commodity that's uh, also looking as they're showing some pretty significant advances over the course of the past couple months is uh, cattle. So ticker LE forward slash on the platform. Um, that chart is, is given three consecutive buy signals, pushing higher, uh, begin to push higher there in October, um, and is recently topped out at, uh, at at a resistance point at its 52-week high up there at 132.50, um, but seen some a little bit more consistent improvement over the course of the past couple of weeks. You get a couple support levels offered in there at, at 129 and at 128.50. Um, so maybe something as we're getting into the holiday season here, uh, certainly, probably consumers going to be looking at a little bit higher meat prices for those uh, those potential holiday meals, Jay, as we uh, as we look towards the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you could kind of run down the list and you look at a lot of different prices. It's been interesting to see gold getting moving again, um, but not only meat. I mean, you go down and you look at the, the list of uh, you just raw inputs that are going into a, a lot of the things that we consume on a day to day basis. Um, you know, and these aren't grabbing headlines, but you look at coffee, you know, for, for those of you coffee drinkers out there, uh, coffee prices are up 72% just this year alone. Um, you look at cotton, you know, cotton has a ton of applications, into, in, including, you know, just going into to simple apparel and clothing up 50% this year. You think about uh, sugar prices. I mean, talk about holiday meals and, you know, not only that the meat's going to be more expensive, but the sugar that you use to make all of the, the cakes and pies and cookies that go around the, the table around the holiday season. I mean, sugar prices are up 30% this year. So you're really seeing it across the board. You know, the, the precious metal side of the equation really has been, um, you know, by and large, the laggard of the group. Although, you know, as, as you mentioned earlier on the on the gold side, you're, you're getting moving there. And even platinum, um, platinum, a little bit more so than gold, platinum, certainly you think about the, the, the precious metal side of platinum in terms of jewelry, 
Platinum also has, you know, a fair amount of industrial use, whether it be catalytic converters, whether it be um, use inside of uh, fuel cells uh, in the first for electric cars. And so platinum is, is, you know, at an interesting spot there where it kind of it hurdles the gap of being precious and in industrial metal. Um, nonetheless, you know, you, you look at platinum um, prices and they have done, been doing well uh, as well here recently with platinum. Uh, up about 2% so far this year. So, you know, it's really that you contrast that to, you know, 30 and 40 and 70% on some of these other softs. Uh, but if you look at the chart of platinum in a similar manner to gold, it really had lag. I mean, it was negative for much of this year. It bottomed uh, back in the September timeframe and the chart on our site PL forward slashes, if you want to look at that. Um, but Platinum's actually now managed to move back into a positive trend, um, doing so uh, just recently, as a matter of fact, earlier this month, completing a bullish triangle in the process of breaking out. So, you know, Platinum is another interesting uh, industrial metal. But, yeah, really, you look across the board, um, Ian, and, you know, as we're thinking about the goods that we're consuming, whether it's food out at restaurants, whether it's gas prices, um, whether it's clothes that, that we're buying, you know, with, with things like cotton going up and manufacturing costs going up. Uh, you know, it's been interesting to, to certainly sit there and watch um, how that has impacted some of those retail and, and textiles type of names out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you touched on initially there, Jay, looking at that CPI print that we got last week up over 6%, the largest increase we've seen since since the, the early 1990s there. Um, but when you remove some of the areas that we have kind of been touched on, removing energy, removing food, um, we saw the core CPI. Uh, also increased the, the most that, that we've seen since 1991, so up 4.6% on a year-over-year -year basis. Um, and a lot of different things that go into that core CPI reading. But like you said, one of those being those those consumer retail, those the prices of those goods that consumers are going out and buying. And, and so not only are prices probably going to be a little bit more expensive for the food you're putting on the table, prices are going to be a little bit more expensive for gas that you got to put in your car when you're traveling during this holiday season. Um, but potential gifts as we get into the holiday season are probably going to be a little bit pricier too. Um, when looking at, at, at some of these potential supply chain issues that might have leading to some of these increases in prices. Um, but that price increase has also led to price increases for many of these, these retail companies. And you can really see that on the, the, the chart of a broader retail representative, like the Spider S&P retail ETF, ticker XRT. Um, we saw that that fund trading in a, in a, pr a pretty, pretty notable uh, trading range throughout much of the middle of this year. Um, it pushed up to a chart level of 96 back in May and really didn't move much at all outside of a, a chart range from 98 down to down to 88 from May through uh, through this this month. Um, then we get some some different data coming out over the course of the past couple of weeks. We saw XRT push out, break a triple top um, earlier this month, push higher last week as well, breaking out of further resistance to a current chart reading up at 102, uh, which also marks a new all time high that, that we got to there earlier this month. Um, so chart position is still right around there. Chart is, is looking up more towards overbought territory, but not what we are considered to be overextended by its weekly overbought overshold reading at 66% with movement there through Friday. Um, but, but definitely seeing that, that higher price is reflected on some of the individual names too. And, and when looking at some of those names, we also see that out of the 106 holdings of XRT, so 106 stocks held in XRT at the end of October, uh, 50 of those have yet to report earnings. So 
we haven't heard all that much about earnings over the course of the past week or two. A lot of the big names uh, that had already reported, um, but a lot of those retail stocks have still yet to report. And so could certainly be an interesting place to continue to monitor. Maybe some of those names that might be a little bit overextended if we get some, some normalization or some consolidation there after earnings could be a potential place, maybe some, some better opportunities there to uh, take advantage of some of these, uh, some of those momentum with these Real, re, retail names to maybe hedge the higher prices you're going to be paying for some of these goods as we head towards the end of the year. Um, just a couple big notable names to, to be on the horizon for this week have Macy's, ticker M, strong five for fiver, a little bit overextended at current levels, it's going to be reporting earnings later this week, um, and then Target as well. Also, strong five for fiver, broke out to a new buy signal actually with movement today, but a chart level at 268 before pulling back a little bit. So those are a couple names that are going to be reporting earnings later this week. Got a lot of other big names that are going to be reporting earnings over the course of the next month. Uh, so definitely be sure to go in and ch- check out some of those as we uh, as we move through the next few weeks here. Yeah, and, and I'll add you know a couple uh, things to that, Ian. Just in terms of similar um, on, on the re- on the textile uh, apparel side of things, you look at you know companies like Nike and Under Armour. Um, those are both strong attribute stocks. While not you know certainly involved in the retail business, but also on the you know the textile. Uh, apparel side of the house too. Some very interesting things going on. There's some big names there, obviously, in the space. Um, and for those of you who who utilize any number of our models on our website, Nike um, specifically is a holding within the blue chip growth model. Um, so very interesting uh, model out there. If you haven't looked at that, take a, take a look at that. It looks at a universe of 30 blue chip companies and, and on a monthly basis goes through and evaluates uh, to see which of the five holdings it wants to hold within their Nike uh, being one of those holdings right now. Um, so, you know, again, Nike is a stock that that uh, overall trend is positive here. It's a four attribute stock. It's recently pulled back uh, closer towards the middle of its 10 week trading band. So a name that isn't as extended as, as some things are right now, but closer back closer towards the middle of that. Trading band. So it'll be interesting Ian, to, you know, to watch and see um, thus far we've seen uh, companies, uh, by and large, have, have been able to absorb the increase in the raw input costs that, that they're seeing, and they've been able to um, ultimately pass that on. And then some, um, as we're seeing a lot of companies, not only come out with strong earnings, but they're coming out with actually better than uh, expected margins. And, and so you're, they're, they're continuing to expand those margins. We'll, we'll see if, if, uh, if, if we're able to, to continue to see that trend as we're really now in the meat of uh, the retail earnings season, but certainly it seems that, that inflation is here. I'm um, seeing some of those numbers come out here over the past few months have, have just continually been, um, you know, record numbers and even the numbers coming out uh, of October. So, um, so with that said, uh, you know, that's, that, that was a rundown, you know, on the inflationary environment. If there's any questions, any things that we can do to help you and your business or have some ideas uh, that, that uh, you would want to, to run by us in terms of ways that we could potentially look to uh, hedge portfolios against inflation, certainly happy to have those conversations. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, main phone number 804-320-8511. As always, we appreciate you joining us this week and look forward to be back on with you next week.